Okay, ready? Yes. Welcome to City Council. I'm Paula Viganalan. And I'm Ellery Smith. And wow, that was great radio voice. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I'm Ellery Smith. And I'm Smith. Ellery Smith. I'm Terry Gross with Fresh Air on NPR News. And then we get a huge spike in listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and then a cease and desist immediately. <laughs> How are you doing? How man? are you doing? <laughs> We both just Together, had, we just had a cry fest, a real catch up. We had such a like a soul bearing moment. A bit. But it's like it's good because you leave town and then you come back in and we're like, okay, what's actually up? Yeah. Yeah. How was New York? Did you like it? Oh, New York was fun. I did a few shows. I went there for a new student orientation show. Oh yeah. And those brown girls came up to me after oh, really? and took pictures <gasps> and they were like seeing a queer brown girl and they were like you're the only other mixed brown girl I know, like North and South. Oh my and God. Yeah, it was really sweet. And then the shows actually, I kind of, I feel like I got my groove back, even with my sad set that yeah. I'm doing now. I and you are, I you're figured still doing it out. the stuff, the yeah. sad stuff? I'm doing my sad set, but it's like, I figured it's out the working. rhythm a little bit better. Mm. Yeah. So that it's like. How much time did you have to do? 45? Oh, at the college show? Yeah. I did half an hour, and then another amazing comedian, Mia Jackson, did half an hour. Is she New York? She's New York. She's been touring with Amy Schumer. She writes, cool. She writes on Life of Beth. Oh, on, no way. Yeah. Cool. And she is fucking hilarious oh, and so nice. Oh, so Love sweet. That. Yeah. Huge fan. So, yeah, that was really good. How have you been? Good. I've been babysitting a lot. Are you radicalizing the minds of the future? <laughs> Not yet. I'll get there. I am letting them... What we did last Friday was I was just like, see how many pieces of gum you can each fit in your mouth. That is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I am having a lot of fun with them. That's in a way good. That, yeah. But I am like, I'm not a good parent, but I'm a good babysitter. Do you know what I mean? Like, like a I'm like, fun aunt. Yes, exactly. I'm like, sure, you can have sugar. I will be gone in two hours. That's amazing. I think we get weird as adults and like we get really removed from children yeah. Yeah. when we like live in these big cities and away from our families. And I think like the more exposure we have to like families, the better. Yes. And I feel like it grounds me and makes me like I think that that's so true. And then I'm also like, oh, it makes me playful. Like, yeah. we just, as adults, we don't play. And now I'm like, oh, it's so nice to be around kids who are like actively playing all the time and it like really it feels like almost like clown class where you're just like really returning to the you're basics and healing like, that inner child uh, I'm trying not to project too much of that onto them but yeah that's <laughs> that, that definitely is coming up where I'm like oh I get to be the safe adult now I think that's why we have like pets too we're just like I just need to hug something yeah so true <laughs> which is why Stevie is like oh and they have this dog and she's so sweet she's perfect and she's so good about like letting the little one like just fucking mess with her in the eyes yeah like she's so 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 patient and sweet and i love her i love dogs that like tolerate babies it's so clear that she knows that the kid i babysit is a baby yeah and i'm like that's i was talking to another comedian who had a baby and also got a puppy at the same time (laughs) and i was like is the puppy really protective of the baby and he was like no because the puppy was like i'm a puppy (laughs) but somehow the puppy knows to be more gentle with the baby so even though he's not like super protective of the baby on earth would get a puppy and a baby at the same time a comedian so 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 true so true a male comedian dead on the money dead on the money 
That's, oh, man. <laughs> oh, God, of course. Yeah. No, that makes perfect He's sense. He's like, they'll raise each other. I don't ah! know. <laughs> that's, a, that's a sitcom. It's tr- it truly is. That was like an 80s sitcom. Like, yeah, like two three puppies and a baby. And a baby. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Shall we get into our trivia games? Yes. Okay. You've been going first. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Who said Lenin had the ideology of Karl Marx and the military genius of Leon Trotsky, whereas Joe Biden has who? So who said it? And then who, who do you think Joe, he said Joe Biden has? I'll give you a hint. It's a, it's a man. That's the hint. Don't look Can at you get any thing. Is it Ben Shapiro? No, but it's kind of along those lines. Along those lines. Is it Steven Crowder? No, it's not a YouTube guy. It's, it's a, a... Is it a pundit or is it a politician? Pundit. Pundit. Yeah. A pundit. I don't know why that's... Tucker Carlson? Yes! Oh, nice. So he's... he. Okay, so we'll cut to the clip, but who does he think that Joe Biden has instead of Karl Marx and Leon Trotsky that Lenin had? Who do you think Tucker Carlson is like... Joe Biden has this this ideology of Hitler. this person. No, not Hitler. It's Taylor Lorenz. Shut. <laughs> Every successful authoritarian revolution has had two things in common: a coherent worldview and a competent military force. Lenin, for example, Lenin had the writings of Karl Marx to provide an ideological justification for his revolution, and he had the military genius of Leon Trotsky to pull it off. Together, these two things were enough to topple the czar and take control of the world's biggest country. For all his power, Joe Biden does not have these two things. Marx and Trotsky? No. Joe Biden has Taylor Lorenz and Mark Milley. Lorenz is the ideological anchor of the Biden White House. She's its muse, its Che Guevara. They are inspired by her revolutionary fervor. But Taylor Lorenz does not write weighty books. Twitter is her canvas. And having surveyed her oeuvre, we can tell... <laughs> I'm sorry, the way he said that? Hold on. I cannot oeuvre. believe. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, so that's like the insane thing he said. But then, okay, don't look at the screen. Next, he said that she would say, anyone who doesn't wear a what in the shower is a what? Flip-flops? Shoes? Okay, so anyone who doesn't wear flip-flops in the shower is a... Nazi? I don't know. Oh, it's close! We can tell you that Lorenz's main idea appears to be that anyone who doesn't wear an N95 mask in the shower is a racist. That's the sum total of her ideology. Now, there are probably several dozen people in Cambridge who agree with that, but it is hardly the basis of a popular movement. It's not Marxism, it's whining. So that's a problem for Biden. This is like, that was like Mad Libs for insane people. Dude, that clip. I thought you would love it. It I, broke my brain, I think. It broke anyone my Anyone who doesn't wear an N95. An N95 in the shower is a racist. I'm also like... And then Taylor Lorenz, who is a, who is a, a writer who writes a lot about like how the young use social media, yeah. is to Lenin what Karl Marx... Or is I'm to Biden what Karl like, Marx was to Lenin. It's so clear that Tucker Carlson is conflating so many issues that he has at once, where I'm like, I don't even know that Joe Biden is aware of Taylor Lorenz. No. Like, I, I don't know that... She, she definitely has never held court in the White House. I'm like, No, he said that it was Karl Marx's ideology and military genius of Leon Trotsky, and then he was, like, Taylor Lorenz's ideology, and then Mark Milley, who's, like, the chief of staff. Yeah. His, like... Th- that, like, he was pairing Taylor Lorenz with Mark Milley, <laughs> which I'm like, Mark Milley has no idea who the fuck Taylor Lorenz is. Literally none at all. What are you talking none about? None at all. Also, why does Tucker Carlson care about Taylor Lorenz? Like... Because libs because, of TikTok yes, has an issue. Actually, well, because she like she's very good at like 
focusing, I think, a spotlight onto the, not the seedy underbelly, but like, you know, like the more underground networks of white supremacy and yeah. as it relates to like specifically online mediums. Yeah. He's such a fucking loser. He's, he literally just like, throws out jargon such words. such a nerd. He's, he's not even, okay, that's also, offensive to That nerds. is offensive to <laughs> No, you're right, you're right, you're right. That was, that was, he's, that's so true. He's like a He's an idiot. Kid. Yeah. Oh, wow. But I'm also okay, like, yeah. it's crazy that that is allowed on TV, like, that to, he just to operate say whatever like, he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who ended his concert mid-song because of vocal issues? The weekend. Yeah, that was yesterday. Wanna, do you want to see the clip? Yeah, I actually haven't seen it yet. Okay. I'm going to make sure everybody's good, get your money back, but I'll, I'll do a show real soon for you guys. But I wanted to come out and personally apologize and not tweet it or Instagram or whatever. I want you guys to know that I can't give you what I want to give you. I apologize. I'm so sorry. I love you guys so much. Aww. Oh my god, what? <laughs> person going, oh my god, what? That's sad. That's sad. Yeah. Sometimes people, it's, it makes news when you can't clock into work when you're like putting together a concert. Yeah. You know, like the, that's it's, true. And then it's like, you don't get to take a the sick staff day the and everybody else. I remember, did you see Katy Perry's documentary? Yeah. And she was like crying about her divorce from Russell Brand. And then, and then she, she just like immediately went fucking out. killed it. That made me really sad too. Yeah. But hopefully he'll have another concert. Sure. Um, I'm sure that he will. He'll be fine. Okay. I'm not sure what type of martial arts this is. I'm, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know if it's kickboxing or MMA fighting. I don't know the difference. I know many of my male comedian friends will be disappointed in me, but which tech billionaire released a video of him kickboxing? And it, I guess it wasn't, he didn't release a video, but he was on video. Which tech billionaire? Was doing martial arts. Was getting props for doing martial getting arts. Getting props for doing martial arts. Is he American born? I believe so. Okay. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg? Yes, it was. There's like slow mo clips. Good job. I know our listeners. Okay, so basically, there's a lot of grappling, wrestling. Okay, this, is, this is like homoerotic a little bit. Um, oh, Mark Zuckerberg. I don't know, but I do think that this is him making up for wearing white face yeah, on that stand-up paddleboard. Yeah, I actually think so, too, where he's, like, trying to f- macho up his image. Also, who's to say this isn't happening in the wild world of Meta and it's not actually Mark Zuckerberg? Dude, the Meta... I'm sure they've the upped the graphics. It's that Speaking of, did you read thin. Josh Gondelman's... He wrote, he wrote about how he went on vacation, like, in the Metaverse, and it fucking sucked, obviously. No, I didn't see that, but shout-out oh, to Josh Gondelman. Shout-out to Josh. It was really good. But it was very funny, and I'm just like, Facebook is going to lose so much money on this project, and they're not going to be able to turn it around. I think this will be, I'm calling it right now, I think this will be Facebook's end. I hope so. I'm going to give it five years. Five years or under. How much do you give the earth? Fair. (laughs) I don't like to think about that one too much. Okay, okay. So Facebook, five years or under. Yeah, for sure. All right. Easily. How am I going to contact all of my high school I'm not even on Facebook anymore. It's the only way... I can know that a lot of Utahns are still transphobic. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> is that what they're called? Utahns? Yeah. Okay, your face is doing a thing. I just never thought of... I, Utahians, I guess is what I Utahians? thought. That's what I thought it was. Mamma mia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> more mia. Yeah, literally. Oh, that's funny. That was more of a writer's joke. You guys will appreciate that in the transcript. <laughs> okay, this next one sucks. What did... This is a lot. 
What did the Oklahoma Secretary of Education do after a teacher complained that another teacher, Summer Boismer, offered a QR code to students, giving them access to another public library where they could rent books if they wanted, not that they had to, that they were not allowed at their own public library? I saw the clip of the teacher who, she said that she left willingly, but somebody else said that she had gotten fired. Mm-hmm. But the other teacher must have rat her out or like brought it to the parents. So the teacher, the teacher complained. But then what did the Oklahoma Secretary of Education do after the teacher, after she left willingly? What happened? So she voluntarily resigned and the Norman public school system said she was never punished and would be welcome back to work. But Oklahoma Secretary of Education Walters in a letter to the Oklahoma Board of Education claimed that she was fired and asked them to revoke her teaching license, (gasps) which is usually only reserved for extreme offenses like felony convictions, child abuse, inappropriate contact, behavior against code of conduct, violent crimes, and not for things like offering students access to a public library. Bro. Then when KFOR News asked for his response, he said there could be a clerical error in there in the original letter on new information that we're taking a look at, but he still didn't want her teaching regardless of like the mistake he made. And he said, what we have here is someone who's decided to be a left-wing activist what? and to try to indoctrinate kids, and we're not going to allow it here in the state of Oklahoma. For giving them access to a public library? Yeah. It's so stupid. Dude. We don't like that our kids can read. We all want them growing up like Leah Michelle. (laughs) I like can't get over it's hard it's like literally hard to put words to to how It's because we're all illiterate. That's why it's so hard. Dude, but that literally isn't I'm like the okay, American like the American literacy rate is people in America read it like a sixth grade level. Oh, do you know what the other thing I found out was? I'm listening to This Land. So good, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, and I, I just am at the end of season one, which is, like, I'm behind, but it's so good. But they were talking about how they abolished, like, a lot of Native schools, and those schools had higher literacy rates, mm-hmm. and those students were learning, like, Cherokee and English, and now the, I think this was from a couple years ago, so it's probably even older, the youngest person who's fluent in Cherokee is, like, almost 40 years old. And there's only 2,000 speakers of Cherokee. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like you made them less, made people less literate in English too when yeah. you did that. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I, I constantly go between, I'm like, that is like subconscious and sort of like an added bonus for colonizers. And then on the other hand, I'm like, no, that's totally intentional. Engineered. And it's not subconscious. It's conscious and it's engineered. Yeah, because they don't want an educated proletariat. Yes, exactly. Yep. Okay, so that one sucked. But this one's funny. And you're probably going to get it right away, but just hold your enthusiasm. Okay, okay, okay. So who in this clip is desperately trying to reassure themselves that they love their kids? No. I mean, baby. Uh, and not want to spend time with them. I, I, I love being with my kids. Do I want to have a poker game once a week or a doubles tennis match? Or do I want to join a book club? Or do I want to do a lot of other things? Uh, some of which I used to do, the symphony, the theater, the ballet, the opera, all those things in New York I love. Go to the Yankee game or the Giants game or something, but uh, not much time for that now, but I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool because I, uh, I love my kids to death. I love my kids. It made life uh, special for me. Who was that? That was Alec Baldwin. I actually had not 
seen or heard that, but that is so, his so. His face, he's, like, refusing to look at camera, and he, like, he looks so disheveled. He looks like that picture, any picture of, of Ben Affleck holding Dunkin' Donuts, yeah, he looks like that right now. Rope. And then also, I'm, like, the way that he kept listing stuff. <laughs> it was so funny. It was so funny. Like, it's such a, di- how like, is this not a 30 I was just going to say, it felt so Jack Donaghy. Yeah. It was, like, very, that was really good. That was really funny. Accidentally excellent writer, Alec Baldwin. Okay, that's all I had. Okay, cool. I only have a few, and then we can get into the... We have a lot of headlines today. Okay. Mine are pretty easy. This week, LA native and superstar athlete Blank announced her retirement from Blank. Serena Williams from tennis. That's right. She also lost her match, where I was like, okay, I think you'll be back for one more. (laughs) Um, More than 14,000 of this item were recalled this week after a child's finger was amputated. Not chess robots. I know. Isn't that funny? (laughs) That's so sad that it, a child's finger was amputated. Uh, I mean, they have six more. They have six more? Oh, I'm sorry. Just kidding. They have nine more. I forgot how many fingers oh. you had. <laughs> it's like six more children. They have six more children. <laughs> okay. 14,000 were recalled. What do kids use? Mm. They were riding in it. They were riding in it? Yeah. Does that Oh, help? like a, one of those play school, like, car things? No. Close, though. Sort of. A bike? Close. Not a, not a toy. Not a, not a toy. But something that they ride in. A car? A car seat. A stroller. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, no. Funky. Literally, the one thing a stroller's not supposed to do is amputate a finger. Sure. That's true. That's on the list. Yeah. This week, Fed Reserve Chair Jerome Powell once again said that for inflation to cool, blank must suffer. Uh, Low-wage earners. Yeah, they employees, the labor market. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Actress and activist blank announced she was recently diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. Oh, Jane Fonda. Yeah, that one's a sad one. That one's sad. Formerly beloved children's author Blank released her new book, which is Blank Pages Long. J.K. Rowling, right? Yeah. I don't, like a thousand. Like thousands. Fifteen hundred. Yeah. <laughs> and isn't it all, like, racist? Yeah, it's about, like, a disgraced, I don't know, somebody who gets dragged online, but she... Wait, okay, so it actually is about that? Yeah. That is so funny. Oh, did funny. you think people were kidding? No, I thought it, people were joking. No, it literally is about that, and it's a... <sighs> And inside of it, she writes all these mean tweets to herself. That is so funny. It's really funny. funny. She's going to go on the Take No Shit book tour. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag triggered. (laughs) Yeah. That's going to be my Netflix special name. It's going to be triggered. Triggered. (laughs) But that's because you'll have owned so many guns. Yeah, I was about to say, it was going to be a gun safety. (laughs) It's going to be a gun safety PSA. Okay, headlines. Uh, Oh, we're getting into it. We're getting into it. There is a ton this week, so... You know, hop in wherever. We'll get through it. Okay. The Department of Veterans Affairs will start providing abortions for the first time ever. Oh, my God. They're going to actually perform operations instead of just a lot of paperwork? (laughs) Dude, that is a real deep cut about the VA that we should get into sometime. I volunteered at a VA in high school in the operating room, so I have a personal vendetta against them. Yeah. They're crazy. My uncle broke his back in the military, worked for them for 20 years, and... I was about to make a sex joke, and that's not right. They, like, fucked him up. Yeah, that's how he broke. (laughs) He blew out his back. So they're providing abortions, first time ever. It's only in certain cases, like in cases of rape or incest or danger to the health of the mother, but they will be performing it even in states that forbid abortion so that's interesting and then my big question was how broad is like danger to the health of the mother like if the mother felt that it like dangered her emotional well-being like her mental health they don't care they don't care it's the fucking military but i'm also but that's what i mean is i'm like if anybody could get away with it it's the military but also i'm wondering what's the repercussions gonna be when it's like a rape within the military yeah nothing 
that yeah. they'll never have any re- because it's like the military investigates the military. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like so. all of the stuff at Fort Hood. You know yeah. How, yeah. I mean, for listeners who don't know what that is, go look it up. But it's basically a base camp. I don't know what the word for it is. But Fort Hood, there have been a lot of missing and murdered people, usually women. And like, it's really dark stuff. It's basically. really dark stuff. And sorry if we use incorrect terminology. Ellery and I only know military terms from that uh, movie with Hilary Duff. Yeah, Cadet <laughs> Kelly. I know that you said that jokingly, but that really is our I reference know. point. I <laughs> know. A thousand percent. That, like, legitimately is our reference point. Which is how you know we, like, we we're have the right values. Yes, exactly. We're so <laughs> scaled out of that. Sarah Palin lost her race in Alaska. Claps all around. A lot of people... I mean, I'm sure that you've heard there's been a bunch of sort of reading into it as looking forward to the midterms. And so Democrats got a little boost and Republicans are now a little bit more nervous. And a lot of Republicans are blaming rank choice voting, which we talked about last week is brand new. To be fair, Republicans like blame voting. So I think that genuinely, again, another thing that you sort of said as a joke, but is 100% real. <laughs> Republicans do blame voting. And because rank choice voting favors Democrats because you get to pick from a wider range of people. They don't like people having a choice. (laughs) People having a choice in any capacity or, I mean, they say this, you know, in the capitalistic sense too. Like they don't like whatever wins out. Yeah. Yeah. In their system. That's true. That's true. So yeah, the midterms coming up. Pennsylvania has a few big races. Trump and Biden were both in Pennsylvania for campaigning. Trump obviously was campaigning for Dr. Oz and Doug Mastriani. Mastriano. Mastriano. Thank you. I've heard his name said so many times and every time I get to it, I'm just like, this Italian motherfucker. Um, <laughs> I think that's also a correct pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> so Mastriano is a far right, and he was formerly a fully anti-abortion candidate, but he's trying to move away from the anti-abortion stuff as the midterms get closer because he is worried about losing people in the middle. And I think that is also coming off of the Sarah Palin loss. He's like, oh, I need to make myself a little bit more palatable. So is he just like not answering questions about it or it's like... Yeah, he said a few things where he was sort of like, well, it should be up to the mother, but he was Mm. like on and off again on, on that. But what's interesting about him is that he was partially funded by the Democrats because they thought he would be easier to win against. Yeah, that was so fucking stupid. Dude, I know. And then it's also, it's like, I get what you're going for, guys, but you literally are putting money in the pockets of this, like, far-right candidate. And you're giving him, like, now you're making those ideas, like, more... fight a better campaign. Dude, literally. Um, Just feed people with that fucking money. Okay. I know. Trump was there for Dr. Oz and Doug Mastriano. Biden was there. Can I I say something really quickly? Dr. Phil, noticeably silent on Dr. Oz. Noticeably silent. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. I mean, Phil just wants out of it. He's wait. Did did Doctor Phil like begin Doctor Oz's career? No, Oprah began both of their careers. Okay, the fact that Oprah has said nothing. That that I have a huge vendetta against Oprah with regards to the scientific community, and she knows this. I brought this up on so many podcasts. She should be aware by now that she has to answer for the damage she's done to the scientific community. Yeah, amen. So yeah. John Fetterman is running against Oz, as everybody knows, running a really good campaign. So good. Pennsylvania is honestly a pretty purple state, but it has been less so in recent elections. It's interesting because Mitch McConnell in recent weeks has made it really well known that he's not happy with Trump's picks and endorsements, and that he kind of resents the fact that Trump's still leading the party based on his picks. And so he's really worried about the midterms and the Trump's stronghold in the party. Joe Biden was also in Pennsylvania this week, but do you know if he was campaigning for John Fetterman? I'm not sure. I just saw that very red. Yes, we're going to get in. That's our next. We're going to get in. So what we're talking about is Joe Biden made a, a speech in Pennsylvania this week. 
And it was strong, where I was like, oh, he's really looking forward towards the midterms. It sounded like yeah. a, a 2024 speech, but mm. he really basically was calling out fascism in the Republican Party. Um, and then the Republican Party was like... So deeply offended. It was so funny. It's like, they're like, don't get mad at fascists. I mean, other people. Dude, and I was <laughs> like, you, you can't have Victor Orban at CPAC, who's like a literal... Like, like dictator and hates interracial marriage yeah it was literally like we shouldn't race mix like that's what he said at cpac yeah and then do you remember the cpac graphic this was all over twitter the other day where at cpac they had a graphic that was flashed across a scene that said we are all domestic terrorists what the fuck i hope that that wasn't a twitter edit and i'm just like talking out of my ass hold on hold on oh it's true oh yeah so they flashed a thing at cpac where they were like we are all domestic terrorists but another don't want to another banner says you're next the rise of the democrat gulag (laughs) babe i wish awake not woke listen i just want to apologize to the black community dude we really i think about that all the time i'm I'm sorry i'm just so sorry i'm sorry i don't know what else to say we Please literally take, shouldn't be able to use any of In that any language. context, you can take this quote from me. Yeah, and it's, it's always I'm applicable. I'm sorry. It's always applicable. Yeah, but it does seem that uh, the campaign is leaning into dark Brandon a little bit, which I think is ultimately good. Yeah, you think that maybe just being in the same state as Fetterman has, like, pushed Biden into dark Brandon? I, th- I genuinely do think that seeing how well Fetterman's campaign is doing has made it more acceptable for the White House to move that direction. Finally, they're moving in direction after walking around the White House so much. I don't, I don't get that one. <laughs> they just posted those videos and those pictures of him and Kamala just like walking oh, around, the White, around the White House. And like okay, now it's like, thing is, where's Kamala in all of this? Now that the now that the administration is doing well, where is she? I don't know, but Kamala, if you're listening to this, don't come. <laughs> don't come here. Yeah, actually, so we don't. We want don't to stay there. Stay wherever you are. Do I'm not come. So, I'm so. <laughs> I'm so interested to see who's going to run in 2024 and what that's going to look like. I'm interested, but I'm also tired. No, definitely, definitely. We should take butts in Vegas. We should do like you know how they do. What's like the football or like March Madness? Mm, so fantasy. Fantasy presidential league. Yeah, let's do it. Speaking about America and infrastructure, we have to talk about the Jackson water crisis, which I'm this sure you're is fucking awful. All caught up on. So TLDR, the entire city is without drinking water. Some neighborhoods don't have enough to flush toilets. The infrastructure in Mississippi's capital, Jackson, has been likened to peanut brittle. It's been prone to water main breaks and with perennial service disruptions and sewage spills onto residential streets, which is like obviously disgusting. I guess that people in the city have been asking for repairs to the water system since the 1940s. And in 2020, the EPA told Mississippi that they warned of imminent dangers for the drinking water. And in 2016, routine testing found elevated lead levels, leading state health officials to warn pregnant people and young children that they were not allowed to drink the city's water. And that was in 2016, and the advisory was still in place as of last year. So all of this is really the consequence of kicking you know, upkeep down the road. And... The state has constantly, and something that we have to mention in this discussion is that Jackson is Democratic-led and it's also 80% black. Yep, but I was just going to mention that. The state of Mississippi has So we just want to apologize to the black community. Really. (laughs) Again. This fucking sucks. This sucks. Literally. And the videos of the water, like when they fill the bathtub, they like are expected to fill it, filter it. And it's disgusting. I think the real thing here is that, first of all, the problem has been here for a long time. People have been asking for repairs for years and years, since literally the 1940s. Governor Reeves has repeatedly refused requests for funding, and the state only approved 6% of requested repairs pairs last year and a majority of the aid coming in is now federal it's not state approved 
and this is in the middle of a heat wave where it's 102 degrees right there with no clean water. And the mayor of Jackson even said that the issue is, quote, due to decades, decades, and decades, possibly 30 years or more of deferred maintenance, lack of capital improvements made to the system. I don't understand what the fuck Reeves gains in refusing the requests. Like, how does it make him look good? It doesn't. I think the thing is, is that, like, it's always about who is the higher priority. Like, I think in their mind, and this is what environmental racism means, right? Where it's, like, people who are deemed more important get the resources while, you know, black and brown communities are told to wait and that they'll get around to doing the repairs. And then they never get around to doing the repairs because they're just not that important to them. While I was writing this, I was thinking something that I wanted to pick your brain about because I believe in public utilities and I think public utilities are important and it's and I disagree (laughs) well I don't think that you disagree but I'm like if it's a public utility run by the state of Mississippi like the racism will still be inherent in that yeah so I'm like it would have to be a federal public utility but there's still racism inherent in that as well that's true it would be less so but you're never going to get away from but, but is it because like privatized is worse because people are just making so much more money off of it or is it like the Texas power grid where they offloaded all of that work to a private company who then like price gouged during. I think the benefit of public utilities is that they're more regulated yeah. and that at least nominally your government is held accountable mm-hmm. for you know the effectiveness of such utilities. Yeah. Uh, whereas I think when you privatize it, you're kind of just like throwing your hands up and you're like, you can suffer at the yeah. hands of capitalism. Uh, and then it's also like, you'll, you're going to have to sue that company to get whatever you need back. And then also and what people was... without water don't have money to fucking sue. Exactly. Well, that was another thing I was thinking about while doing this. I was like, what does it mean to have to pay for a utility that you can't... Like, these people are still paying their water bill. So what does it mean to have to pay for a utility you can't even fully use? Yeah, and it's like when you have damages to your home and you still have to pay rent to your landlord. Mm -hmm. Well, to help... I mean, hopefully they can sue that, sue the state. I'm hoping... You know what I mean? Like, if you have fucking lead in your water... But how many... I mean, we've seen the same thing with Flint. How many years does it take... To be able to pull something yeah, like that together and then to get any money back or out of it. I don't know. It does say something about like kind of like systemic abuse that lasts years versus acute mm. instances of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I was talking to my friend who is having an allergic reaction because of stuff happening in her building right now. No way. Yeah, she's having like a severe allergic reaction. And it's like those things like... I feel like when it happens in large communities and it happens, people's, you know, people just expect those people to just deal with it. Yeah. Even in LA, like just like with the heat wave and how inhumane it is that there's not like parks in certain areas, Mm -hmm. like that is cumulative. It is cumulative. And and it's also like while you wait for change, you suffer. Yeah. Like kids are going to grow up with lead in their water while people wait to be able to sue they're the pregnant women who are drinking that water yeah, as well exactly like, and then that's going to be you know the healthcare system isn't going to be able to handle all of that and it's yeah. just going to continue this cycle well there is a place you can send your money for the jackson water crisis operation good is a local community org that does a bunch of different mutual age and they have moved to providing water right now but they do other stuff as well their cash app is dollar sign operation good ms Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> Send money for water for people. For, dude, literally. And other stuff. It's just going to be, I mean, whatever. The climate crisis is very clearly coming home. Fall boosters were just approved, and they're now widely available. They're formulated for the old variant plus the Omicron subvariant. 
Christian girl fall. Christian girl fall. <laughs> COVID girl fall. COVID girl fall. Your dog just farted and it reeks, but I love him. I know. It smells really bad. But I love him. Okay. I'm not saying The anything. hottest dogs have the stinkiest farts. <laughs> he has IBS. He's a hot girl. He's a hot girl. He has IBS. It's true. So yeah, I'm thinking about the boosters specifically as it pertains to me because I got my second booster like a month ago because I lied and now I'm like, oh great, there's a brand new one. Well, I think it's okay that you lied because you work in a soup kitchen all every week. True, I'm 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 exposed. you're lying for good. Yeah, no, I'm definitely exposed enough to be qualified for it. But anybody can get it if it's been two months since their last booster. But I heard that you should really wait three to six months between shots or infections or getting a booster. If you're 12 or older, you can get Pfizer. If you're 18 or older, you can get Moderna. Did you just hear about the diluted Pfizer from last year? I did. I almost put that on this for this week. Yeah, there was like in Westlake. How many thousands of people got? I honestly. It was like some some number of people got Pfizer that had actually been diluted. So I'm a Moderna bitch. And then they let it rock for a year. Yeah. Did anybody like get COVID and die in that time? Did it say? Probably. I don't know. That is I have no such idea. An, diluted on purpose or accident? I would hope accident. Well, there were. Like, at the very beginning, there were a few news stories about how, like, anti-vax pharmacists would, like, swap it out for saline. Anti-vax pharmacists. I know. Let's just sit Such on a, that literally. <laughs> literally. Literally. Ooh, if I get, if I get pregnant from this plan B. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'd be so fucking pissed. Well, it's also, like, that's what's so interesting about, like, pro-life pharmacists, too. I'm like, how is that allowed? That shouldn't be allowed. That shouldn't be allowed. That's such a conflict of interest. Yeah. Okay, this is some good news. The FTC is investigating Amazon. Okay. Uh, the FTC, Federal Trade Commission, investigates cases of mergers and monopolies, but they're specifically looking to Amazon's purchase of One Medical, which is a medical group. It was a $4 billion purchase almost. It was like $3.9 billion, but fuck it, I'm rounding up. And Amazon announced plans in late July to buy One Medical, which is a concierge-type medical service with roughly 190 medical offices in 25 markets. Amazon shuttered its competitor service, which was a virtual in-home care service called Amazon Care. My big questions are, as it relates to the FTC investigation, Amazon is buying the competition, which they have been doing forever in many markets, so why is it a problem now? Mergers are obviously allowed, but monopolies are not, but if we look at many markets we see a few monopolies so i'm like how true actually is that and then it's also not the first purchase from amazon of this type amazon acquired PillPack, which is an online pharmacy for 750 million dollars in 2018 and many people at that point were like to the ftc you need to block this merger but they didn't see any real issue with it and so we're looking at you know some antitrust cases in america but i just don't know how far any of them will actually go because we talk about this all the time i'm like you can do whatever you want if you can afford to defend it in court. And you can definitely afford to defend it in court if you're buying a concierge-type medical service. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't get over that. I'm well, sorry. It, it just means, like, on demand. But, God, everything is capital. Like, this is the perfect example of something that should be a public good, a public utility. Yeah. That is now capitalized by yeah. private business. It's also disturbing just, like, how much... Amazon has access to like dude the medical information the me uh, the medical information but also like I mean right now like so much material is being placed on Amazon servers like so many so many groups are using Amazon servers to run their companies yes. and I'm like I would bet anything I'm like okay so they buy one medical they get all this medical information now they're in an insurance and they know exactly what your medical in like your yeah. medical information are and they can charge you premiums yeah. This is why I don't, I used to have a Fitbit. I don't wear Fitbit anymore because they were found to be selling health information to insurance companies. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. This so is I'm why like, I lie to my doctor. 
<laughs> you tell them you're like, 26. Yeah, well, that's not a lie. But um, <laughs> they're like, when did you have your period last? And I'm like, wouldn't you like to know? Dude, that's literally, in, other, in other states, you do have to lie. Yeah. So now I just, just forget for myself. Yeah. Get that get that knowledge out of my own head. I saw on Twitter some some woman was like, my 13-year-old or whatever, they went to the gyno for the first time together, or some doctor who asked the girl if she had what her last period was, and the girl was just like, oh, I'm regular, you don't need to know specifics. Yeah. Yeah, and the mom was like, how did you know to say that? And the girl was like, I heard that that's what you do in this state now because they can whatever, and I was like, good, good for you guys. Hell yeah. Yeah. For sure. More TikToks. <laughs> I, I do think, like, the girl learned it on a TikTok. And Probably. I was like, that's, like, a, that's useful. Yeah. The Mar-a-Lago investigation feels like it's taking all of my life. I'm just, like... <laughs> it does. I'm, like, it's dragging on. I'm also just, like, so What's much in the box? so stupid. <laughs> yes, literally, dude. Literally. Literally. Okay, the update for this week is that Trump has been all over Truth Social, just blasting the FBI. Well, so, let me back just a little bit. The FBI released a retracted form detailing what was in the classified documents. When that came out, Trump on Truth Social, which is a social media platform, he had 88 posts in 24 hours. Many alluded to QAnon and conspiracy theories. But the funniest one that I think we need to talk about today said this. And it was, so the FBI published a picture of all the documents found in his office on the floor. And he said, terrible the way the FBI, during the raid of Mar-a-Lago, threw documents haphazardly all over the floor, perhaps pretending it was me that did it, and then started taking pictures of them for the public to see. They thought I wanted to keep them secret. Lucky I declassified. Okay. First of all. Uh, love how he capitalizes random words like my mom. Raid of Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. The raid of Mar-a-Lago <laughs> is going to be a great like it's an event. Indiana Jones yeah. flick. It's love that so he's like, no, I cleaned, I had the maids Dude, clean literally, before he came okay, over. That's what I'm saying is I'm like, it, what's funny about this is that he thinks the problem is that the documents were all over the floor. Yeah. What's wrong with him is that the documents literally had top secret written in red at the top and they're at your public. And there were all these like classified folders that were like deleted or like oh, empty. Oh my gosh. And there's no evidence that he's tried to declassify any of them. And national security experts have suggested that his claim that he issued a standing order to mark them all declassified is nonsense. Obviously. You have to put that in writing. In writing. I'm like, you can't just say it out loud and have it be. It's like calling dibs before the car. Um, what or is shotgun. It? Shotgun. It's like calling shotgun without seeing the car. Everybody fucking knows you have to see the you car to, to see call the car shotgun. Car. I keep saying it likened to the episode in the office where Michael is like, I declare bankruptcy. That is so funny. And it's like, no, you need to file. Here's the other thing. If that was my client and I was his lawyer, I would take him by the lapels and I would shake him. Like, shut up. No, if you were his lawyer, you would have been found on Twitter, so first of all, and then you would have been pivoting to Fox News immediately. Immediately. But I'm just like, shut up. Like, you're not helping yourself. Can he run for president again? I don't know, and oh that scares the God. shit out of me. But I'm me. like, okay, here's the thing. is, I'm like, would you rather him or DeSantis? Okay, you said that DeSantis was, like, more Scarier, scary. I think. But I'm like, I don't know what's worse at this point. I don't know, because there were, like, nuclear arms things, right? At, yeah, So then I'm like, maybe Trump himself is not more nefarious, but his bumbling around might fuck yeah. us over still. Because wasn't it, like, last year or something, this, like, Chinese spy was found was at in Mar-a-Lago? Mar-a-Lago yeah. like, and she had, came like, for, like, a wedding or something. Had USB drives yeah. and shit. Yes! 
Yes, I totally so forgot about that. Yeah, and now that all of this is public, like if he runs again, it's going to be so his like top eight is going to be a fucking Russian. Oh or my god, no, but it <laughs> will, it will though. Oh my god, He'll be like no, but like Vladimir's my friend. No, but actually, that's exactly what will happen. And and there was just another case of some some girl. I want to say she was Russian, but I don't know. But she was just at Mar-a-Lago, and she had like ended up warming her way into these huge meetings just by being like a cute girl that was around. And I'm like, you guys are. This is not Fort Knox. We're going to, like, it, literally his vice president is going to be, like, the Tinder swindler. swindler. No, but <laughs> actually, like. actually. And then I'm like, with such disorganization, you just get these people who come in and, like, loot the government. And, like, are it's able to, It's like, literally the government that's looting the government go and right now. Steal. Well, it's, like, people who... Talk about drain the swamp. It's, like, people who were in the private sector in business come in... And they just take it. It's like the Louis DeJoy running the post office. Yeah, he's like still fucking that up, right? Don't even get me started. That's another day. Okay, Ellery. <laughs> you know how I feel about the post office. I know. I love postcards. I love the post office. This okay. is an interesting one. There are new California audit regulations. I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, but they've banned the production of gasoline cars by 2035. Yeah, yeah. Um, under the Clean Air Act, states must abide by the federal government's vehicle standards emissions unless they at least partially opt to follow California's stricter requirements. And we can do this because we're the largest economy in the nation, and so we're buying the most cars. So a bunch of states have decided to follow California's lead, like New York, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, kind of the ones you might figure, but a bunch of them are also rebelling. Okay, first of all, it's not the ones I might figure, because I always forget Rhode Island is a state. It even exists, yeah. <laughs> I've never been. Seems nice. It does seem nice. Yeah. That's where Family Guy takes place. Really? Yeah. Okay, seems less nice. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know this is totally separate, but when Family Guy first came out, Seth MacFarlane's high school principal wrote a letter to Fox to be like, this is the most disgusting, disappointing thing I've ever seen, and you have to take it off the air. That is so yeah. funny. I love when roommates come out when, like, candidates for office. Oh, and they're like, he was a freak. Yeah. Yeah, I like that too. It's like everyone who's ever known Ted Cruz. I do, literally. <laughs> okay, last headline of the week. The U.S. okayed a billion dollars in arms sale to Taiwan. They're shipping over basically a bunch of military stuff. On one hand, I'm like, whatever, we literally are doing it with every other country, but it's very funny that the U.S. policy is to basically not verbally recognize Taiwan ever, and it was very controversial for Pelosi to visit, yeah. but we will ship over a billion dollars worth of military supplies. Listen, we don't see borders when it comes to military supplies. What's fucked up about that is how true it is. We literally don't see borders when it comes to shipping guns over. And here's the other thing about the... just want those bullets to say USA on the side. Exactly. Here's the other thing about the gun issue in America is a lot of those guns, we turn around and we sell to other countries. And so it doesn't just become an American gun problem. It becomes a gun problem like in the global south. It becomes a gun problem like all of these other places. It's just very strange. And here's another thing. This will be my final point about this, but here's something else we talk about constantly is like, what does the invasion of Ukraine mean for China and Taiwan? Yeah, I don't know. This is all like way above. I can't even like speculate on it because it's like, it's so... I feel like there's so many like connections that we just like miss and like yeah. I feel like I don't have the like his- historical context for sure. like Sure. I mean you I mean here's here's my insight on it my insight like I know anything but Russia and China are politically aligned. Mm-hmm. I think China knows that stability is good for everybody but if they see I mean they want to take Taiwan back and they want to take Hong Kong back and they have for a while and if the west is busy focused on Russia that means it's sort of the perfect time for Taiwan to try to take control back. I mean, China to take control back of Taiwan. And because the U.S. Say what you were saying. I know. (laughs) Because the U.S. is 
politically or publicly not picking sides, but they are funding a side. That's what I'm wondering. I'm like, it, it will come to a head. At least the United States seems to think it will come to a head. Otherwise, they wouldn't be providing a billion dollars worth of military weaponry. I say send Dennis Rodman in. <laughs> you think? I, I don't know. He's, I, he's busy with the Britney Griner stuff. And then that's true. But then, like, later, basketball is it, the Dennis universal language. <laughs> if anybody could do it, Dennis could do it. Yeah. That was a really interesting pivot on his part. And I love that for him, honestly. He's doing what Kim Kardashian wishes she could do. That's so fucking true. I really, not as a joke, I do think he, he's a better <laughs> lawyer already. Yeah. Or at least practicing more often. <laughs> Okay, I think that's it for the news this week. We just, like, ran through that shit. We did, but we also job. took a lot of time up top. That's true. Our mutual aid bib of the week, I'm going to say Water Drop LA. I know we say them all the time, but it's so fucking hot it's here. It's so hot. I should have literally said I was money. enjoying wonderful weather in New York, and then I get back here, and I'm like, is my dog alive? Dude, I went to the beach today, and I was worried. Why? I was worried because it was cooler there than it was in Hollywood oh, God. on the okay, water. Okay, okay. But I was worried about leaving Stevie in my apartment. But yeah, we don't have a lot of cooling centers here, so freeze water bottles, donate to Water Drop LA. I have another one, which is the Underdog Community Project, and basically what they do is they help unhoused animals. Aww. Yeah, so... Yeah, I posted about that, right? Yeah, that's how I found it. With this heat, I think that they really could use some help because a lot of... Your tiny little paws. Yeah. Animals are suffering, people are suffering, and our last one, guess what? It's Labor Day weekend, so... Look into unions in your field. Support your unionized workers. Go to unionized Starbucks. If you live in a state where it's illegal to form a union, join the IWW, which is the International Workers of the World. It is the one global union. They have um, a really cool logo. They have a really cool logo. That's true. <laughs> and I just want to shout out the Farm Workers Union, because especially during this heat, I'm thinking about that a lot. Yeah. United Farm workers the ufw they have really good merch on their site and you can also just donate but yeah that's what i've been thinking about lately especially being a vegan i'm like there's no cruelty free somebody that's is true somebody's picking the food that's true so yeah you have three options pick your favorites cool down keep it cool keep it cool whoever you don't donate to we're going to keep a list and we'll cancel um, you let your hookups stay over if you have air conditioning yeah i actually do think that that's real that is real I should reach out to my ex-boyfriend who didn't have air conditioning and just make sure he's still alive. I don't think you need to. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's in Italy for the next six weeks anyway. Wow. Or whatever, we're cutting that out. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he's like ex-boyfriend four times removed by oh, this point. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well. Okay, love you. Love Meeting adjourned. You. Meeting adjourned. This episode of the City Council Podcast was written, created, and produced by Paula Viganalan and Ellery Smith. Our music was written and produced by Ruby Ibarra. Be sure to follow us at City Council, spelled S-E-L, show on Instagram and Twitter for more weekly podcasts and monthly live stand-up comedy shows. Thanks for listening. Yeah.